We're doing questions that help you really take an honest look at this year and see how you did. Without knocking yourself down at the knees, you're going to love yourself as you do this. That is my intention. In this episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast, I thought I'd wrap up the year 2020 with a loving review, with a year in review, so to speak, taking you through how I review my own year and sharing how it's a love letter of sorts. So let me explain that. Let me explain this love letter concept. Love is a powerful force. One might say that it's the most powerful source in the universe. It has transformative powers. It turns the thing you're fighting against, the thing you're resisting, the thing that you fear into something that's, well, frankly, something that you love and into something that doesn't have power over you anymore. Okay. And this is something that is an incredible tool to use. If you can master it consciously, it can change everything for you. So let's break this down even further. When we resist something, when we fight against it, when we combat against it, when we go to war against it, it is, it is going to push back. Force negates. It creates a resistance. And instead, I want to take you through how I use questions to get at the truth. Now, this requires truth and transparency with yourself. So I use questions to, to get at the truth. And this is what helps me see what's accurately going on. And that doesn't come from being in the story. You, the, you have to look at your results. You have to ask good questions and answer them honestly to really see what your results are. So then you can better your best, put new plans in place, change things. But otherwise, you go into story. You go into trying to justify why what's happening is all right. And that is a, that is a form of stopping. It's going to keep you stuck and small. If you fight the, the result, if you will, if you go into resistance about the result and say, that's not uh, because I did anything or that wasn't my fault, or you go into victim or you, you get attached to the story, you are in that resistance to it. You are in some way of having to defend yourself then. You go into guilt and shame. And then what happens? It stays stuck. It becomes resistant. So instead, if you can look at your results lovingly, come from a place of you know loving that you're seeing these things, loving that you got these results, because you know that if you look at them honestly and love them, you can grow from them instead of being stuck, being trapped at that same level. It's, it's about just being good with it, not being in resistance to it. And that's important to me. That's, and, and I'm hoping that that's important to you too. 
not to be stuck at the same level. And, and when you come up with stories to justify why you haven't gotten the results that you desire, that's, that's lying to yourself. That's making excuses. That's sugarcoating things. That, and it keeps you stuck, as I've said. And I refuse to have that for myself. One of the phrases that, that I, I love to say and that my clients have taken on is, I'm not available for that. And this is one of those things that I am simply not available for. And I see it all the time with women I talk to. And zero judgment here. I'm not saying this from a place of you're a bad person or you're wrong or you need to be shamed. None of that. But if you are getting the same results year after year and you are saying it is because of X, Y, and Z, you are in a story. You are blaming something and not taking 100% personal responsibility. And you are going to get stuck in the story. And you either want the comfort of your story more or the better results more. And you can't have both. You have to be willing to sacrifice the story, which is often challenging. Because this story keeps you in the known result, which is by definition safe. You know it. It might suck. It might not be what you want, but it's, it's known and therefore safe. But if you truly want what you want, you got to want that more than the safety and security of staying in that story, that, that explanation, that alibi, quite frankly. So with that, let's get started with the questions that I ask myself to break through. And these aren't, let me just be clear, these aren't what's next questions. These aren't the, the visioning or the planning questions. That's not what we're doing in this podcast. We're doing questions that help you really take an honest look at this year and see how you did. Without knocking yourself down at the knees, you're going to love yourself as you do this. That is my intention. Okay. So with that, the first question, very fittingly, is what were the stories I told myself? Right? Let's just, let's just look at that. What are the stories I told myself? And the first thing that popped into my head when I, you know, asked myself this question was, oh my God, I had so many stories this year about working out. Some of you might know that I don't come from a particularly athletic background. And a few years back, I decided I was going to run a marathon and I did. I well, truth and transparency, I ran walked that marathon, but I finished it and I trained for it and I became uh someone who craved running. And then I, you know, was running with fits and starts but fairly fairly consistently there would be phases where I would go off it and I have to come back and I recognized that this is me in the process of changing my self-image. This is, this is a big deal for me. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't come quote-unquote naturally because I had a strong image of not being the athletic one, not being the fit one uh, growing up. So I've been working with this, but I took my eye off the ball. I really did. And I told myself all sorts of stories this past year, uh, especially when I got my little cute puppy dog 
oh my goodness, he's adorable. His name is Colt. And I started saying things like, I can't run with Colt or, you know, I need to wait until um, we he's trained and I need to wait until he's older. And, and to some extent that was true, but I got him when he was 16 months. And I think that's already at the stage where dogs can can run fairly long distances with you and it's not uh, a challenge. I would even say things like, he's a small dog. He can't run that far. You know what? He can run further than I can. He's got so much energy. He loves to run. His breed is bred for chasing foxes across the countryside. So these were all stories that I was telling myself to justify not running, not getting back into a routine. And it's just so fascinating how our subconscious is is very insidious and persistent that way. So I didn't fall off completely, but I fell off my standards on this and I told myself tons of stories about it. So I'm just loving this and claiming more for myself. Like this is not, this is not bad. I'm not going to stay stuck in the bad, but I'm going to love this so that I can like, ah, if I love this, that I, I got stuck in the story here, I can recognize that so much quicker in the future. And it's no longer going to hold power over me. Okay. But let's go deeper with this concept of stories. There's other questions to ask about this. One of the questions that I ask is where was I in victim? So victim means that you're saying something or someone is doing something to me. Something or someone is doing something to me and you not taking personal responsibility. So again, a little doggy story. Uh, I was really thrilled. Let me start with saying I was thrilled with getting Colt. He, he's the love of my life. Um, I have lots of room in my heart for, for lots of love. And he's just brought so much love into my life. And I, I adore him. I'm wrapped around his little paw. Totally. And I, for many, many years have had a morning routine. That's fairly, um, uh, it, it takes a, me a, a good long time. Let me say that differently. It doesn't take me. I give myself two to three hours in the morning to do my presencing practices, to get clear about my day, to do some of the quiet time work that I need with no distractions. And suddenly I had this little dog that like was like up at the crack of dawn and let's go and I need to go outside. And I was, uh, I was irritated about that. And I was in victim. I was totally um, not wanting to change my routine and being pissy about that. And uh, that was, you know, not okay with me. And so I learned that I can still go into victim. You know, that was a surprise for me. And that, and quite frankly, that I had a set point for joy. And I'm, you know, I just said, like, my heart is full of love. And yet I also recognized that there was this set point where I wasn't open to receiving more. And he was just telling me there's another way and that we can have joy together in this whole other way. And not to be too schmaltzy about this, but 
it's it's been completely transformative to me. And now we have a different routine and I'm totally happy with it. And I uh, made the, the shifts that I need to make. And um, I'm happy to get up with him in the morning and get dressed and get out there. And now I'm like, I'm always been a morning person, but we get outside for our morning run walk much earlier than I was before, but it's all good. It's changed so many things for the positive for, for me, and it's helped me stay open to receiving more. Now we have this adorable, cute little morning routine where he lies in bed with me. He gives me a little bit of time, maybe uh, an hour, and then, which might be a lot for you, but again, every, it's all relative. And then when he's ready, he comes up and he starts cuddling with me in this cutest little way. And I just put down what I do and I receive it. I'm totally present with him. And that's been so good for, for me. Thank you, Colt. And I think it's pretty good for him too. Okay. The second place where I went into victim this year, and, and there are probably more uh answers that I could share with you, but I'm going to just give you two here. Um, I let something that someone I really respected get in my head. And I, I, I then blamed after that and sort of blamed myself, blamed him, went into a little bit of recrimination in my head. And it was like, hold off speaking about, uh, to your audience about what's happening with the pandemic. There was, there was a, a, this little conversation. It was probably innocuous on, on his part, but I let it get in my head and I didn't show up in the way I wanted to show up right at the very beginning of the pandemic. And I held back and it's not that that had such a huge impact on my life or my business or any of that, but it felt wrong to me. And I felt like I was making myself small. And when I love this, when I love this and really claim it, I recognize that this just showed me how much I do need to trust myself, trust my own intuition, trust my instincts, and that I'm still susceptible to what other people think. And, and that's a beautiful thing to love and, and, and recognize so that I don't go into that uh, story again. So the next question is, where did I stop myself? You know, here we have this brand, you know, this business, this, this company called The Unstoppable Woman. I, I'm, I'm fully um, committed to not only being unstoppable in my own life, but helping my clients and the women who are listening to this podcast who aren't yet clients become unstoppable, meaning not be stopped by the stories. Okay. So where did I stop myself this year? And I think the biggest place that I stopped myself was not hiring a salesperson. Now that wasn't for, for lack of trying. We, we hired two companies, uh, search firms to help us um, and we've hired a ton of other people this year. You know, this has been a huge year of growth for this the, for the company. We've hired eight people, um, all but one of those at this point is an employee, so just one co contractor. And um, 
you know, we've been growing, but this, this is probably the place that I needed to hire first. Well, we'll, we'll know that in hindsight, maybe everything's working out exactly the way it, it ought to. In fact, that always is the case, right? If you have a, a, a growth perspective, growth mindset. Um, but it's truly a place where there had to be something that was blocking me because I started the year off really uh, knowing that this was one of the things that I required to grow the company. If, if you are in your own business, running your own business, you know that you cannot do everything yourself. Even if you are working within a, a company, many of my clients, I have one client that I'm thinking about in particular, who's one of her big uh, goals that she achieved this year was not only getting a freaking kick-ass job and stepping into to something at a much higher level at a much higher pay scale, uh, tremendous growth financially for her, but also, you know, wanting, needing more team under her so she could be strategic. So you need to work with people. If you're stuck in a DIY mentality, that's a real limitation. So I know that. And yet, despite all the other growth, this was a place where we did not hire. And, you know, I'm looking at what this is indicative of. Why am I, why did I stop myself here? And um, I'm looking at that. I'm actively in the process of that. And, you know, forgiving myself, learning from it, loving, and actively claiming more. And we've hired a, a person to help us with this. And uh, come January, I'm pretty sure that we're going to have a really kick-ass person on the team for this. So, but that was a place that I stopped myself and, and I'm owning that. Okay. What did I learn this year? Oh my God. Does it ever stop? Is there a limit? Uh, this could be, you know, six, seven, eight, 10, 20 hours of, um, sharing. There's so much that I could really articulate that I learned this year. And if you are someone who has a growth mindset, who is really scaling her business and her life, you know that you always must be learning. You cannot, you cannot say, oh, I've got this covered. I'm enough. Okay. Let me restate that. Cause of course, fundamentally you're enough. But if you say what I know is enough, then you're stopping yourself. There's always more to learn from this life from experience, from other people. And if you're not growing, you're dying. So if you're not learning, you're not becoming more, if you're not expanding, you're dying. And that goes against the laws of the universe. Okay. At some point, yes, our physical bodies die, right? There is a cycle to life. But until we get to this, that point, it's growth. You want to continue to grow. So one of the biggest things that I learned this year is how much I truly loved the ease of those first few months of the pandemic, the first month or two, though I was still putting in work hours, right? Nice, good, solid eight hours of, of work. I wasn't working in the same, at the same pace. The energy behind it was different. And there was this kind of enforced quiet, like, 
the, the, the pressure had been taken off of, you know, everyone, quite frankly. I know that maybe not everyone, but for many people in, in business, there was just a like a wait and see. Like there isn't anything we can do right now. Even though I was showing up in my business, there was still this like, okay, let's see, this wait and see. So it was lovely. I started taking long walks in the afternoon, being out in the fresh air, um, more, more sunlight, all of that. And, and it was beautiful. I also love the intensity that I usually work at. That's exciting for me. And, and yet there's a balance. Okay. There's a balance to, to, to this. And I'm really learning that this year. So I love my intensity and, and something that my mentor said to me once, he's, he was recounting, forget what the context was of the conversation, but he was recounting something that clients often say to him, new clients often say to him, like, it just looks so easy the way she does it and she does it and she does it. And one of the she's was me because I, I've had quite a bit of success and his clientele know that I've had quite a bit of success. And he was saying, Every single person that she referenced works their butt off. And it's true. I know from behind the scenes in my own business, but also from behind the scenes in every uber successful person's business, that they have strong work ethic. They work strongly. Now, the rub is... You don't have to go into overwhelm. You don't have to go into burnout. There can be lots of joy and delight in the way you work. And I have that, which is great. I, I work enthusiastically. I would say 90% of the time I work with absolute delight. It's fun for me. It's energizing, not um, de-energizing. It's constructive rather than destructive. And... And everyone needs to know this, that it's magical thinking to think that you don't work and that you don't need a work ethic. However, when I was first starting my business, I, I missed a key aspect of this point, which is that work ethic alone does not move the needle. There are so many people who work really hard who don't get ahead. Okay, so work ethic alone is not enough. You need that, but you also need some other skills as well, other mental skills as well. So that's one, one thing that I'm taking into consideration here uh, when, I, when I talk about this. But the other thing is I love my team. Part of the, the joy I have in growing my business is also creating an environment for growth for the people on my team having it be an amazing place to work. And I know that even though I am an energizer bunny and even though I like to go hard and that energizes me, that brings me life to a degree, then I can cross over the line and it becomes too much and then I have to find my harmony again, um, that it's not sustainable to go hard all the time for my team. So my level of intensity needs to be my level of intensity and it can't be how we uh, work in general 
for everyone in the business. So I'm really looking at that this year. And um, right now, that's a for the last actually month or so, um, been really looking at that. And what's the what's the way we're gonna grow in this fashion? So even though this isn't a podcast on on taking this and and growing from it, I am uh, looking at that. So I really learned that I need to love both sides and not reject either side. My side that loves the the moment, loves the the spaciousness, the openness, the receiving side, my feminine side. And I love my masculine side too. I love to go hard. I love to, to better my best. I love to focus. And how do I really um, approach this going forward? And we're looking at all sorts of things um, in terms of the pace of the business, when the breaks are, whether they're quarterly retreats, whether they're, um, company time off, you know, like, is it going to be, you know, the company shuts down for a period of time twice a year? Is it going to be three day weekends? Um, is it going to be something that I shift for myself, but the team stays the way they are, but they just have, a a, a more manageable workload. We're, we're looking at all of this and that's something I've really learned this year. Um, that I do, I do love that, that other pace as much as I love my, my driven side and how to go about integrating that. Okay. Next up, next question. What's one thing you're resisting? So what's one thing I'm resisting? Well, the biggest thing is meditation. Okay. I am owning that out loud guys. I have other presencing practices, lots of other presencing practices. I have beautiful moments of stillness throughout the day. I have conversations with God. I've, I've resisted though meditation and it's like, I can't get enough signs that this is what I need to do, right? It comes to me every single day. So, um, I know this and this is where I need to go. So, um, I'm just going to love that. I love that so that I don't resist it. And uh, I'm claiming that for myself uh, for this coming year. Okay, next question. Where have I held back? So this is not quite stopping, but it's really not going for all for it all, right? Like holding yourself back isn't, it's like mm, you're doing it, but you could go, you could do it better or more fully. And there are a number of ways. So really, and this links up to the, 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 what did I learn this year around my pace and my energy levels, right? Uh, I could bring in more feminine into my business and be more open to receiving and more open to allowing and, and just being and, and nurturing, uh, the existence that, that is right now, the, the, the beauty that is right now within the, the, the business and, and really having more presence around that. Um, that is something that I do already. That's why it's not stopping, but holding back. I could, I could build that. I could grow that. Um, and that's, that's something that I'm loving, um, and, and claiming for myself. Uh, the second thing that I would want to share here in terms of where I'm holding back. And this is not in the business. This is in my personal life. Um, 
there's a way in which I'm not expressing myself as fully as I could be in my relationship with my significant other. And this is both surprising and not surprising to me. It's not surprising because that's an old habit of holding back and, and, and suppressing. Um, but it's surprising because I've done so much work on this and, and because I share so much that when I asked this question, I was like, oh, look, that's surprising that that came up, but that really did come up. Like there, there can be even less holding back. Um, so, so yeah, there's, there's that. And then my, my health and my fitness, again, I'm, I'm doing good, doing great. Like I haven't gone completely off the rails, but I know that there's a next level for me. And so that's a place where I can really, um, step forward and, and grow into. Okay. Next question. What are the biggest mistakes that you've made this year. So, and again, there are many more answers than what I'm sharing with you. I'm just sharing top level one or two in each category, maybe three. Uh, take the time to do answer these questions yourself and see what pops for you. Okay. And you might have a longer list in each category. I know I do. Okay. What mistakes have I made this year? So one was a hire. We hired someone that, you know, we went through our hiring process that is pretty rigorous and uh, not, I mean, we don't just hire anyone. It's a very rigorous process. And he passed all the tests with flying colors, great culture fit, all of that in the interviews. We were all super excited. And within the first, I'm going to say first day, um, I knew that this, the red flag started going off. I knew that this wasn't a good fit. And within the first week, I was like, okay, we've had three conversations and something's not right here. So, so that was a, a mistake, but it was a great mistake to, to make. I've, I've learned to love uh, mistakes. You've got to learn to love them. And, and to, because when you learn to love them, you can forgive and move forward. You learn from it and it's just so great. It allowed so many opportunities to step forward. One in particular was right under my nose and I wouldn't have seen it if this, this mistake hadn't have happened. And what it was, was someone on my team was the perfect fit for this position. And I did not see it because she wasn't in Charlotte where I live and work and I hadn't seen her do her thing. So I didn't know what talent she had. Once I saw her, I recognized that she was better than the person that we had just hired. And boom, the next day after we let this person go, I saw that opportunity, um, made a job offer to her, and she's in the perfect role and responsibilities for her. So that's important to me to get people in the right roles and responsibilities. And uh, so that mistake was huge, um, huge learning, quick learning, but huge learning. Uh, that that we have to really dial down even more our hiring practices. And it's something that I share with my clients all the time, how we iterate on this. But now we're going to look at um, figuring out judgment and, and how to filter for that. Okay. Um, another big mistake was I took my eye off of one of my big goals and I equivocated for... Mm, 
about a month or two. And, and I went into a story that it was okay, that, that, you know, that was fine, but that was, that was not okay. And I didn't, uh, I, I learned so much from it. And I, I, I recognized, look at that. That's equivocating. I didn't realize um, how far off the rails I went, but in, in, in 2020 hindsight, oh my goodness, we can say 2020 hindsight and it's the year 2020. That just dawned on me. I'm so excited by that. I might be using that for the next little while all the time. Oh my God. Okay. With 2020 hindsight, I could see that I really did equivocate and that it, there was no, no, uh, reason for that. And I, and to just love that and, and learn from it. But that, that taking my off, eye off the ball and equivocating was, was a mistake. hundred percent see that and need to, to, to own that. Okay. Next up, the next question is what am I proud of? Okay. What am I proud of? So business wise, I'm going to do this business wise. I'm going to answer that way. You could also do this for your personal life as well. And that would be great. Uh, but for this podcast, we're just going to do business wise. So proud of hiring eight people, um, and creating a really fun place to work. It's not perfect. Okay. We got a little cray cray in terms of the intensity towards the end of this year. Um, and we're, we're recalibrating that. But by and large, it's a fun place to work. We're making an impact. Um, we're, we're doing great things. And, and I'm super proud of the people on my team. Each of them, they're great at what they do. And I'm really proud of getting the right people in the right roles. We ha- we've had to sort of shift things here and there to, to get the, right, the, the, the great people that we have in the right roles. Um, and that's been fun. And, and I'm super proud of us for doing that and for making that happen. Um, so I'm proud of us for growing the company, the clarity that we've had around um, what we're doing, streamlining uh, various aspects of the, the business, how we're making an impact and how we're helping. And then I'm really super, super proud of this podcast. It's growing like crazy. Um, the, the, numbers are, are listeners and people who share with us that it's changing their lives and they're, they're, they're listening regularly and, and it's having an impact on them. That, that I am super, super proud of. And I'm super proud of Sarah on my team for, um, doing all the back end stuff and the research on how to make a friggin' fantastic podcast and for, gently but firmly uh, moving me in the right direction and uh, keeping me on track with with growth around this because I had different ideas about what we were doing and she was like why don't we do this and um, this is how you grow and I'm like no 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 let's do this and she's like no this is how you grow and she has stuck with that and I am super proud of her for for all the work she's done and for supporting me and the podcast in that way and we make a great team and it's great collaboration so um we are very close. Uh, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna ask you a favor here, guys. We are very close to meeting our our goals for this year in terms of podcast listens and downloads. We had a we had a good, better, best 
um, numbers. We've hit good. We've hit better. Uh, now we're going for best. So if you're loving this podcast and you want to do us a solid, please download and listen to, you know, a ton of podcasts before the end of today. This is, uh, this episode is dropping on December 31st. So now's the time to go binge listen to the episodes to help us meet our goal numbers. We have a significant gap to, um, fill to get to our best. So that would be helping us a lot. Okay. Um, and you know, hopefully it will help you too, cause we're putting out great content. So win-win as they say, uh, I'm super proud of my clients. My clients did so freaking well this year. Okay. They, and, and yes, this was a year of a pandemic and I've had clients do the most amazing things, start a fashion line, get invited to the Venice, uh, Biennale, um, start a horseback riding business and, uh, club going from zero horses to 10 horses. Um, I've had people start making more money than they've ever made in their lives in this year, crossing the six figure mark, replacing their corporate incomes, starting to make $40,000 a month. Uh, well, that particular client was $40,000 a weekend. Um, uh, I've had clients like go from making $5,000 a week to 20 K uh, a week, multiple weeks in a row. You know, people have been doing great hitting that seven figure mark. Um, I'm just super proud of them that they didn't stop and get stuck in story. And then the, the personal growth from that I hear all the time from my clients is freaking tremendous. Getting into relationships that light them up, letting go of things that don't work in their personal life, really stepping into better environments, like, you know, better apartments, like moving to luxury apartments in New York city or buying houses that they, they love, you know, where they, they didn't think that they could do it. They bought the house right this year. And, and I'm, I'm like thinking about each one of them. I have particular clients that I've seen do this and, and it's been phenomenal and they're working according to law the universal laws and they're doing the work and I'm so freaking proud of them for staying in the room and, and, and not running away. So just a shout out to, to them. Um, the virtual summits that we put on I'm super proud of those. That was a learning curve for us. Um, and we didn't just want to do an ordinary, um, zoom meeting kind of thing. We wanted to take it to the next level. And I think we, we did that always, always room for growth, but we've gotten huge amounts of feedback on, um, how we did it differently than other, other summits and made it really uh, a unique experience for people. And, and I'm proud. I, I know I said it already, but I'm really proud of this, this podcast. So that's great. Okay. Uh, what am I grateful for? So many things. Okay. I'm not listing them all just so you know, so many things. But here are a few. I am so grateful for my health, not just to be healthy, given that we're in the midst of a pandemic, but I had my own health challenge the last couple of years. Yes, I kept going despite that. 
However, it was a challenge and it wasn't the, the most fun thing that I've ever experienced. And I've made it to the other side, which I am super excited about. I'm so grateful for that. One's health means everything and, and not having that peak state of health is, um, it's challenging. It's not fun. It's challenging. Yes, I didn't stop. And, um, I, I am so grateful for, you know, figuring out finally what was going on. It was a lot of, it was, it was several years of, of trying to figure out what was causing this. And I am so grateful that it has, um, it's been resolved. Super excited by that. Okay. I am so grateful to my clients. I love them all. It, it is, um, the biggest joy in my life to do this work in this world and to work with amazing women who are all stages in their business and helping them get to the next level faster than, than they would if they didn't have these tools. And, and you can close the gap on time and achieve what you want faster than you ever thought possible. And my clients just, they, they do the work, they stay in the room, they go for it. And I'm just so grateful to, to be working with them. And in fact, I just, uh, had the last call of the year for my mastermind and masterclass, the spirit of wealth, uh, for 2020, we have the spirit of wealth for 2021 as well. That's enrolling. Um, there's still a few handful of spots left. So if that's of interest to you, you know, just reach out. You can go to theunstoppablewoman.com slash consult and um, book a consult with me and we'll talk about that. But I just had the, the last call of 2020 with the women in the spirit of wealth. And I just cried at the end because the transformations that happened for these women, the growth both financially and spiritually in their personal lives, um, who they've become has been phenomenal and so incredible. And I was just so honored to be facilitating that and to be witness to it. So, um, I'm incredible, incredibly grateful to, to all my clients and to the women in the spirit of wealth. Um, my team, I'm grateful to my team. They all slayed this year. I'm grateful for all that they do. Their attitude, they've got a great attitude. They've got a great work ethic. There's zero drama on my team. They support our mission. They believe in our mission and they have really good judgment. Okay. I love my team and I'm so grateful to them. My clients, I think I said this already. Um, I just have it down twice. That's saying something, right? I have a little list in front of me of what I'm grateful for. And, um, I've already mentioned that, that, so, but, but let, let's say this, both my team and my clients allow me to do my work in this world. And I think it's just huge for me to be able to, to do this and to contribute in this fashion and, and do, do what I do in, in the small way that I do it. it it's just, it, it lights up my life. It makes my life so 
just tremendous. And I'm incredibly grateful to, to them because I wouldn't be able to do it without fabulous clients and without a fabulous team. I'm grateful for my family and my friends for being the crazy and wonderful people that they are. Enough said there. I am incredibly grateful for my boyfriend and that relationship, which has been the impetus for so much growth and learning. Learning to receive, really. It's, that's, it's just been so, so beautiful. It, it's a relationship that lights me up and expands me. And even though, of course, there are challenges, as there are, you know, if you are committed to your growth, there's always going to be challenges because that is how you grow is otherwise you're staying at the same level. But one of the things I'm incredibly grateful for is uh, something that he said uh, a couple years ago, I just want to have fun. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just want to have fun. But what about all this stuff, right? And then but I didn't say that out loud. That was the automatic pattern in my head. And then I was like, yeah, I want to have fun too. Why can't it just be fun? Why can't it be fun all the time? And of course, you hit blips. But I'm so grateful for that, that concept, that reframe. Because I just want to have fun. And it is fun. It's loving, it's joyous, it's sexy, it's passionate, it's um, uh, committed, it's all sorts of other things as well. But that was, that was something that was so amazing. And when the, the challenges come up, I'm so grateful because it shows me again and again the power of working according to law because everything has worked out so amazingly beautifully with this relationship and and I just you know constantly work according to law and trust and have faith and 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 it's fun it it's not this um thing that takes a lot of work it just is fun so I'm truly grateful for that and uh and I'm truly grateful for for living out that concept of yes you need to have a burning desire what you want has to be worth failing for, okay? And uh, that's something that I teach over and over again. It comes from Thinking Grow Rich and Napoleon Hill's work. You must have a burning desire. And, you know, find, find that in your life and your business and you'll be, um, you'll be set up. So I'm grateful for, for having found that. Um, Colt mentioned him already on this podcast Colt brings me so much joy, opening my heart even more uh, than it was already. And I'm so incredibly grateful for that. And I'm grateful for my ever-growing connection to God and spirit. It's been a beautiful unfolding. Every day it feels like I am getting closer and closer to that oneness. And I absolutely love that and I'm incredibly grateful for that and and I thank that feeling every day um, and then I'm grateful to you my listeners I may not know you personally or I may but in either case I am grateful for you and I love you thank you for listening I feel your presence and I am truly grateful 
I hope these questions help you reflect on your own growth and your own power and help you achieve your goals faster than you ever thought possible. I want you to know that it's all here for you. You have the capacity to do what you truly desire to do, to be who you truly desire to be. It's right here waiting for you. So keep rocking it out. Be unstoppable and have a beautiful, happy, safe new year and an amazing 2021. See you in the new year. Hey there, my friend. Do you resonate with what you just heard? Then head over to our free resource page and get more of our good stuff, including our free Unstoppable Woman playbook and money breakthrough system. You'll find that and more at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and I'll see you in the next episode.